Calvin, what's the easiest money you ever made? Um, shoot, I know the answer to this question. Mm, I know the answer to this question money for I... you too. <laughs> Do you? Yes. I can't think of it then. Tell me what it is. You drove someone to the airport and got 500 bucks. Oh, that's right. That was a sweet deal. Yeah. And they paid my gas. That's so outrageous. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that was a great deal. How did that feel? Because I, I was technically already working that day. So that 500 was actually just a tip. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it felt fine. Yeah, you didn't feel guilty at all? No, not at all. I, yeah, no. No, I made, not at all. I made uh, the easiest money I ever made was a uh, hundred bucks for giving someone about fifteen minutes of social media consulting advice. How much did you make? A hundred bucks. What did you do that through? <laughs> I can't say. And why wasn't I a part of it? I can't say. Split that with me. I will not say. Welcome to the Open Road Podcast. Um, my name's Jeremy. Over there, we got Calvin. Calvin, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. Uh, my day's going great. Uh, it's been a really busy day, but uh, it's just, it was kind of a fun day. Nice. I don't know. Yeah, It was just fun. Nice. I'm very glad to hear that. At, at the new job, you mean it was fun? Oh, yeah. Work was fun. It was good. It was really busy, which is always nice. And then, um, yeah, just had a great evening. Were you just cl- hanging out with the fam, and we were down at the park, and we were went for a nice walk, and then I had my, uh, we had a great dinner, and then I had a Kijiji deal go through, and always kind of fun to have a stranger in your house, and uh, now I'm just kind of spontaneously podcasting, which I didn't think I was going to be doing tonight. So nice, you know, it's looking good. Nice, that's that's very nice. Now, is when work is busy, is that like, ooh, I got deals starting to close, and you're making sales or what? Yeah, like I had like. Like three decent deals, like all kind of coming to an end today. It was like D Day, and it was like really stressful, but like really good. D Day for Deal Day. Yeah, seriously. So it was yeah, kind of cool. That is cool. Ever since I got back from camp, there were there have been a bunch of deals that have kind of been moving quickly to close, sending contracts out, just waiting to get them signed back. So it's been D week for me. It feels kind of weird, like dealing with like doing these deals with like kind of like lots of money and like more money than like I've ever seen before. 100%. And then it's like, oh, okay, but like I'm just like expecting this guy to cough it up on his credit card, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like it's an absurd amount of money to put on your visa. <laughs> uh, well, Calvin, you know, I think this is a good place to park out for this episode. Um, this whole idea. And it's so hot right now in the world of monetizing things. Uh, I think it's something interesting. Yes. I think it's interesting to talk about. All of us have jobs that get us money, but mm-hmm. there's all these other interesting sure. ways of monetizing things and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, like especially when you're in sales, you're like, okay, for me to make X amount of money, I got to sell mm-hmm. X amount of stuff, which means, I don't know, that money's got to come from somewhere. And so there's all this thing around value and figuring it all out and i think it's pretty interesting and the adventure of figuring it out is particularly interesting because i think it is a bit of an adventure i am such a firm believer in people earning their money through hard work yeah and i think i think everyone should work on commission or some sort of output-based income like it's just like 
you, people work so hard if they're on commission. Or if they don't, suck it up. It's your own fault. Says this guy, oh, you need to work hard, who's like so fine to take 500 bucks from someone for a quick little drive. <laughs> but no, but that's but that's me wheeling deals. I know, I know, I know. And I fully agree, and I think, well, that's the interesting thing too. Like the closer you are to a job like ours, the, the easier it is for you to actually understand what your value yes. is and what you actually contribute. And for a lot of people who... Yeah, you know, if you're in a different, I don't know, yeah, if you're not as close to it or not providing as much value as you're giving, but you don't know where that equation even yep. uh, evens out, then yes. you put yourself in a bad spot. It's hard, right? If you're doing work that you don't fully understand, I guess, but I, I, I just, I've seen both sides of it and I've worked both sides of it now and I just feel like, oh man, like, I just wish everyone could have the understanding and the opportunity to work this way for mm -hmm. their money because it just makes so much sense and i totally understand that businesses don't work that way yeah. and uh, and people just not everyone is you know capable of doing that but i just feel like ah, i just it just makes so much sense and the whole thing just progresses faster and better and more efficient with people doing that yeah and i i heard a really interesting thing that actually helped me frame up in some ways kind of the business world or entrepreneurship or starting companies and stuff like that where someone who's uh, you know much smarter than I uh, he kind of said you can judge the health of a business based on kind of the revenue per employee and okay, yep. really to be like I guess kind of healthy I mean I forget what the range he said was kind of interesting but he was like at the very minimum you need $250,000 of revenue for every employee and then, like, as mm. your revenue goes up, obviously, you're a much more successful company. Like, if you can have a million dollars sure. of revenue per employee, that's, like, unbelievable. But I thought that was a really interesting stat, especially when you think about this idea of monetizing. If I'm going to be an entrepreneur or someone who uh, works for myself or wants to start a company, do I have an idea that I can make 100000 in sales, 200 in sales, like $300,000 yeah. yeah. in sales? And mm -hmm. how do I do that with what resources and what people and what costs of goods and all of that stuff? But that was an interesting number for me to hear, but because th that's pretty big. It sounds big, but it's uh, it sounds big. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. It was two hundred and fifty thousand per employee, per employee net. Yeah. So, like, if yeah. you're a million dollar company, you should have yeah. four employees. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's but it's also fair. interesting because like as you get bigger, then obviously someone at the company is pulling a two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand dollar salary. Sure. So is the value that they're providing at a million bucks mm -hmm. to keep the whole machine running? But yeah, I don't know if that you know that theory comes out in the wash really. For I don't know how scalable it is. Well, it's just a quick. It's just a quick. Um, just like a quick like one of those little nap back of napkin ma napkin math check but sure um, yeah. but a, a funny way to monetize like stuff that i think is is probably one of the more adventurous ways to make some money is just the thrill of kijiji and you had a good experience lately why don't you tell us about it yeah jerry i mean maybe for for our new listeners we love kijiji <laughs> and kijiji is um essentially the canadian version of craigslist correct you got it so it's just so good. I mean, I just love the, I love everything about it. I love searching on there. I love just seeing what's in my neighborhood, what people have. It's kind mm. of like this, this, 
never-ending garage sale that you can <laughs> peruse. And uh, yeah, so I mean, all yeah, really quick. I mean, I had these really cool old uh, shelves, canoe have canoe shelves on Kijiji. Those and things are so a, hot right now. So in. Yeah, like I guess so. Like I would have thought they're they're kind of like I don't know, a little bit dated. They're pretty like rustic cottagey, and I don't really think a lot of people want that. But I don't know. Anyways, I got a lot of hits on them, which was fine. And then, as you will find, if with you know, as you get more experience with the Kijiji, that you got to kind of weed out the lucky lose and yes. and the uh, people that just bail on you. So, right. um, I had a guy come last night, and then he was really good. He emailed me this morning and said he didn't want them, which was fine. Um, and he then came I had another guy to look at me, them. Came to look last night, and then and then bailed. He said wow. he wanted them a little. He wanted them in a little bit of better shape, and he doesn't have any carpentry skills, so he wouldn't be able to pull it off. Mm. Fair enough. They are in crap shape. They kind of are. <laughs> like they're, they're not in good shape. They're like very rustic. Like you're not gonna be able to get anything clean look out of them. No. So, anyways, this dude came and got them tonight, which was great, and um, we were kind of negotiating a bit, and he mentioned on the phone. That he works for a little startup craft brewery, Ooh. and they're going to be going in the uh, like in the little pub area, very and, cool. You know, display some merch on them. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I said to him on the phone, like, all right, well, why don't you come around eight o'clock tonight, and uh, why don't you bring a couple of cases of beer, and I'll knock some off the price. Nice. So, so you brought that negotiating to the table. Yeah, I said like, yeah, I said I said I'd be happy to um, exchange, you know, some beer for you know, and knock a bit off the price. Nice. And then. Um, yeah, and he came and got them tonight, and I knocked a fair bit off. So I, I was pretty generous, I think. I was pretty generous. But um, I was happy to kind of, I kind of thought, like, eh, I kind of would rather take a little bit of a wash on this and right. have them go to somewhere, like, really cool like this yeah. and be really well used and appreciated. And I can even go and check them out and, and I don't know, maybe have, like, a little piece of the, a little piece of, you know, what they're doing and just thought it was kind of more interesting than going in someone's living room that's so cool yeah that's great and how and how fun is bartering right stuff well, for stuff well that's what i was gonna say when you get into this world of of monetizing it's cool to think about the whole like flip side of that where there's different types of currency like money is obviously the main one but yeah yep. beer for this was currency a lot of people you know, they'll use, ex they'll think, you know, experiences are the currency that, you know, helps their life to be rich and meaningful, right? If I have rich and meaningful experiences. So I think a barter is always more fun, no matter what. Yeah, it's fun to kind of, hmm, let me see if I can articulate this. It's fun to know what you want out of the barter. So like if I right. want my tires to be changed, yes. It's kind of fun to like have that in mind and then kind of try and work a deal with within your own network of how you can get that done without paying money for it. Right. With you know, knowing what you're worth and and being able to kind of figure out what you could offer that person in exchange for their skill. Right. Because I think often people will people are much more willing to exchange something if it's not uh, if it's not like a hard item that they have, but if it's a skill they possess, they're a lot more willing to offer that up at a really discounted rate or or even just for something else, not money. So for someone who has the ability to change tires efficiently, that's a good example, I think. Hmm, that is a good example, and I possess that skill. For sure, you're a great guy. You could totally bounce tires in, you know, moonlight as a, in a little 
tire changer. I know, and I have a half decent little garage here. So part of me wants to get a little uh, a little air compressor. It's more than half decent. I know it's a great garage. Yeah. I want to so, get. A... So what what do you need to do that? Well, pretty much like, what I would well, need is I would need again. I, if I unless if it would be mostly for people who have their winter tires on rims. So that all I would need is a floor jack or two, an air compressor, a, uh, a like a gun, a torque gun. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not what it's called. What's it called? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, pneumatic. Oh, an, uh, an air gun. Yeah, an air gun, and then yeah. like all the sockets for the different, uh, yeah. different sizes. But really, and that's like a it. big rubber mallet or something, or a big. Yeah. Uh, how do you knock those? Old, you just kick them. The old tires the off. Inside? Yeah, you just boot them yeah. um, when they're kind of corroded on yeah, so and then the other thing rings. is a torque a torque wrench to make sure that everything a, is tightened to spec and jer like any good mechanic shop a keurig <laughs> <laughs> and obviously a keurig uh a keurig <laughs> coffee maker um co- coffee so yeah i'm like well if i got 20 friends who live in you know, kind of close to my house, and yeah. there are people who I often would go down to Niagara to my dad's shop to change their tires anyway. You know, what could I charge? I could cut the price in half, or do a barter, or just even do it for, for free for friends. But well, you know, yeah, you could monetize it. it for again. That's the other thing too. Like when you're monetizing something, do you have a goal for what you want to use the money for? Or is it just going to some random, you know, just to expenses? Well, you're right, yeah. But that's kind of cool if you can say, I want to buy X and I'm going to do it by doing Y. Well, then I think it's also cool because then I think by maybe not having a goal like that, it gives you the freedom to um, be open to anything else, right? So, like, yes, you can do one for, like, whatever, 30 bucks, or you can do it for free because it's your buddy and he's just coming over for dinner anyways, or you can, like, try and do it for an exchange. I guess you just need to be careful about, you know, how many freebies who you do and don't charge yeah 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 i think so some bridges that way but yeah i mean even pretty good friends i'm fine to charge them 40 bucks or whatever yeah it's totally fair and they're not gonna they're not gonna think feel like they're getting ripped off or that i'm taking advantage no no, no, because they'd have to pay 80 bucks somewhere else um but before we move too far away from kijiji you sent me a hilarious ad this week about someone trying okay, to monetize so other skills. here's another thing here's another <laughs> thing that i'm that i kind of do a lot of and it is i love, I love the share the share qu- feature of kijiji right i do a lot of that just right. sharing around <laughs> and now it's in text you can share on a text which i just love you can what anyways yes i sent you, you can just share it in a text and i just text it to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I sent you this unreal one, and it was Hula Hoop Lessons. <laughs> Just someone sharing a skill. <laughs> I loved reading through it. It was like, get the most hardcore workout, core core ab workout with this hula hooping class. I thought that was amazing. I took it another way, and I'm just like... Someone catering to the person who's like in their living room cannot figure it out. <laughs> cannot get it. <laughs> what do I do? Honestly, I've like, been do trying. I twist? Do I... <laughs> Is it the hula hoop? Is it the bad one? Did I get a dud hoop? <laughs> oh, that's so good. I am so bad at hula hooping. I it's need hard. that class. It's not easy. So yeah, but it's right. Up, it's right there with limboing. Like, <laughs> do you need to take? Do you need to have lessons? No. I think it's more involved than limboing. Dude, have so. you seen people who are insane at hula hooping where they get like eight going on their body at once? 
it kind of goes under my theory there, Jared. Any like any kind of like exercise and or like sport where you can like have a cigarette and a beer in a hand like <laughs> is not that great of a sport. <laughs> okay, well, if you're a true hula hooper, I don't know if you wouldn't be able to spill your beer, or maybe you would. That's how stable you are. <laughs> you easily have a dart in your beak. <laughs> Uh, but I just act, I legitimately love the concept of that, of someone, you know, getting on this monetizing train and they're like, yeah, hula hooping. This is my ticket to riches. <laughs> <laughs> this or, or someone just kind of coming to the realization. This is my skill. <laughs> <laughs> this is my skill. This is my gift to humanity. I need to do this. <laughs> this is my calling. It's so good. Oh, uh, so good. It's Have so you good. ever? Yeah. Do you have any Kijiji deals lately that you picked up on or, or sold? Um, yeah, when we we got one that's we're trying to trying to work out right now. We've had uh, this really cool kind of light fixture that was in our living room. Uh, okay, kind of house. Kind of cool, but when we got it when we moved into the house, but didn't really fit the uh, the aesthetic we were going for. When we did our new paint, it kind of stuck out mm-hmm. a little bit, and Katie didn't really like it a ton and wanted something new. So we pulled that thing down, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. I got to come home early from work tomorrow to make this this deal happen. So um, we'll see what happens. They haven't done a ton of negotiating, so hopefully they're not going to come here and then just lowball us in real. Yeah, well, that happens, right? Like where people only I witnessed someone somebody at work was selling a, an item on yeah. Gigi last week, and they and they had it at work. So the person met a met met him at the office, and uh, it was for twenty five. No, it was for forty five dollars. This chair. Yep. And the dude only brought uh, forty because he said, "Oh, the ATM only spat out two twenties, which is probably true, right. but still." But they agreed on forty-five dollars. I always wonder if that person has the five-dollar bill in their back pocket for if they get really pressed. Yeah, that's true. Because that's yeah. a classic move, but kind of gutless. I know it is gutless. So, anyways. It's nice though because we have like three people who are kind of lined up for this item. So I, if this guy tries to guy or gal tries to haggle me too hard, I could say, "Eh, sorry, we got someone else coming." If you're not what's the buy it. what's what's the ticket price? Uh, uh, we listed at three hundred. Whoa. Okay. Hopefully, we'll get two fifty. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. The thing retails for six hundred bucks. Those lights are expensive. Yeah, I don't know what the light is. I don't know. It's just like a nice, like living room, dining room fixtures. That's another thing. Like the price of crap for houses, just just another whole topic of conversation. But um, that we won't get into. Uh, that's yeah. that's Kijiji. That's Kijiji. I think there's so, so many adventures to be had on there. The thrill of the deal, adventure. the thrill of the trade. I, I love it. I love it. Um, there's this, this other thing that when we were thinking about monetizing, um, uh, that. Uh, is interesting because other people have had this idea too. Um, you know, you've you've been to my house, and you know how there's the waterfall yep. park across the street. Uh, okay, yeah. So Webster's Falls is across the street, and technically across the street from my house is a parking lot, but they've shut it down, and now they make cars park up the street at this big parking lot, and then they shuttle people down to reduce congestion by uh, where my house is for like the locals to be able to still get around because. There were oh, okay. like last year yeah. and the years before there's like thousands of cars trying to come. Well, not thousands, hundreds of cars trying to come and park and go to the park. And it just, then there's no room and they're turning and it's just all a schmoz. So they set up this shuttle. But now 
what's happened is that the people who own property close to the waterfall know that people want a primo spot. Sure, sure. And they don't have to hop on this shuttle, pay 10 bucks to get on the shuttle just to be shuttled down. And it's all a big hassle. To And what's more terrifying than being at the mercy of a shuttle bus? Oh, my gosh. That ends and then you're far from your... Like, it's all a disaster. Yeah. Um. So Katie uh, sent me this article the other day with the title, Webster Shuttle Hits Road Bump with Area Pop-Up Parking Lots. And I was like, dude, this is my idea. And if I wouldn't have been at camp this summer, I probably would have, like... Oh yeah, like I would have sandwich board. Yeah, on a Saturday, hundred percent, and orange vests. I literally have the best lot, the closest yeah. lot. Thing is so, huge. Yeah, and so I could have made an absolute killing. So here's just a little, a little, uh, a little clip from this news article here. The Hamilton Conservation Authority says efforts to cut traffic congestion in Webster's Falls by closing the park uh, to cars on weekends and holidays are being undermined by unauthorized parking lots that have sprung up nearby. And then it goes on a little bit. Um, There's the sad, <laughs> sick thing, Jerry, is that the man will come in and probably say for some crazed reason you're not allowed to do that. I know. I know. The now, government is the worst. Now, this is interesting. It says it's diverted an average of 600 cars per weekend, which is actually pretty good. I mean, I don't. I guess I'm not quite sure how much that would be. Oh, that's what the shuttle is doing? It's that's diverting 600, 600 cars? 600 cars. Yeah, okay. So, like, yeah. that's probably, like... Two car, two people per car, because it's always families coming to the waterfall. At least sure. twelve, fifteen hundred people. Um, and then he says, but he said the parking lots by Bullock's Corners in the corner of Harvest and Brock Roads are attracting one hundred or more cars per weekend, threatening the sustainability of the privately operated shuttle service from Meisner's by charging the same ten dollar fee. So all these people are charging this ten bucks that it would cost to right. be way up there, right but across from closer, their house. You can walk to your car. So if they gain even greater momentum, it'll create the whole gridlock again we were just trying to eliminate because now people are going to want to try to get that closer driveway to driveway access to avoid the shuttle. So I, isn't that interesting? If I were to monetize so my lot, yeah. it's good for me, but it's like bad for everybody. No, it's Jared. All it is is good for everyone. Like the the, the fact that the, that the government wants to come in and disrupt the free market is the most <laughs> disturbing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like that's absolutely absurd. Oh, it's so good. It's and that so they think good. it's because there's one crabby dude who's being, um, yeah, fair enough. It's like a taxi. It's it's like Uber and taxis, right? It's the exact same thing. Exact same thing. And, uh, and you know, thing. not being allowed to Airbnb your condo, which I kind of get sometimes, but. You do? Why not? That's You just were speaking so adamantly against that. I know, but condos is really tight living, and it's like families trying to, like, live their life, and then you get a bunch of kind of, like, rowdy neighbors that are there for a weekend to party, Airbnb, you know what I mean? Well, it's families kind of in front of borders. in my house, they're, they're just trying to live their lives, and now they can't even get out of their parking lot to get to Shoppers Drug Mart because I turned oh, my I know, whole house they'd... into a parking lot. But I'm just saying, you know, for the people that are in their condos that are kind of living their normal lives, like there's not really any disturbance for right. the parking lot neighbors. But like when there's like, you no, know, I just think of like families with just trying to live their lives, and there's like Airbnb obnoxious tourists, yeah, coming and going. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Ten cars in my lot times twenty bucks, two hundred bucks times two days, four hundred bucks a weekend in extra cash. That Why would it be twenty dollars? Because I have the best parking lot. That's what I charge. So he charged double? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, this is so unreal. <laughs> 
But that yeah. was the thing. The sure. thing. The the danger for me is if I open up my lot to that, I have to monitor it. Oh, I know you couldn't leave for the day, really, right? Which again makes it makes me say, well, what's my weekend worth, and is my weekend worth more than four hundred dollars to me? And the answer is absolutely. Oh yeah. Would I give up I mean, a a, a, week, a summer weekend for an extra two hundred bucks a day in my pocket uh, and do that for the whole summer? I don't know. But here's the thing, Jerry. You're again like you have full control. This is a situation where you have just total control. So if if you know if you know that you're going to be home for the day raking leaves then of course well are you sure then i leave for the next weekend no no then i leave the next weekend and people saw people park there last week and they just come on my property while i'm gone yeah that's what i'm worried about that's what i'm worried about that's very true yeah i wouldn't think about people doing that just because it is it is obviously private property but but they would do that they would do it you're right they would so then you're you're opening it up to you know just the knowledge that it's available and yeah. this dude obviously doesn't care. And I think that's another reason why I wouldn't want to do it. Well, but here, how about this year? Go even more crazy just to <laughs> peeve off the guy in the <laughs> shuttle bus, put a big old free parking sign there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then just a lock box on a tree and just make it, um, and just make it, um, you know, honor system. Honor so it's system. just a true middle finger to the system. Yep. Yeah, Exactly. But little, you know, you can put on the tree a little plaque of instructions, slide money through the door of the, you know, letter slot of the door. Yeah. Ten bucks a car, you know. That would yeah. be, that That could work. Or I, mean, or what, I just try to. What percentage of people just... <laughs> do you expect will not do it, right? Man, there's so many hilarious things you could do. I also open it up and then I just put way too many cars in and block everybody <laughs> in. Like, do just absolute <laughs> gridlock. Nobody can get out. Just to pack 100 cars on my lot, just through the so period, <laughs> and I keep all their keys and just throw them in a big box. The other hilarious thing, and just like, I don't know, I just think it'd be so funny to have a little like natural feature like that waterfall, which is fine. But then how just people like will exploit it to the absolute max. So yeah. I just picture like you running like a little team of rickshaws around the town. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Shuttling people back and forth to their cars. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, I don't know. But uh, if you think about this idea of monetizing, Calvin, what are, like, what are, like, what's worth, what's your time worth? You know what I mean? Like, for some of this stuff, again, like, I just said, well, my weekend's worth more than $400. Where does that threshold meet? Like, you with your woodworking skills, you could monetize that in a a bigger way, but you don't really want to or don't really need to. So do you think, like... Yeah, I don't know. Do you monetize for the sake of monetizing or do you do some other trade currency? Like what? I don't know. It's a lot of questions, but. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've all kind of realized, like, I think we're doing our best to get, like, us having the jobs that we do is kind of the most efficient way to monetize our skills, right? Right. To get the most money for the least amount of time in what we find to be the most enjoyable. Yes. So, other than that, oh yeah, that's then, the interesting we equation, into, right? Like, if I have more exactly. enjoyment at work, I'm okay to get so, less money. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, then we kind of get into other skills that we possess, and and then, but I think it just kind of goes down from there. So, like, yes, you can bounce tires. Yes, I can um, build something for someone out of wood, but we're gonna make less money than our jobs for that. But we probably enjoy it more. It can make it more fun. And of course, if we're doing, you know, doing it far and few between, then it is kind of more enjoyable. 
and it feels like it's still on the side and it's um, kind of extra spending money, if you will. Yeah. So, but I mean, then again, it's always going to be dipping into your free time, free quote time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a balance. And then I'm, I'm finding five, six years ago, I used to do that all the time. Like I always just saw opportunity, my, my own free time that is time I should be making money right and and working and so i took every possible opportunity to oh, do that so that's changed. and now as the years have gone on now i don't do anything like i never work on the weekends i used to always work the weekends sure just just because i had the opportunity to and why not and saving for this and this so um but now that I, you know i have this obviously would rather spend time with my wife and, and with my baby yeah yeah and the podcast is another one that you know people will always talk about monetizing like your social networks and your podcasting mm-hmm. and the stuff you do in your spare time. But I, I mean, I, I'm not really focused on that with this. Like that's not, well, what, I think that's not I, why we're is, doing this. This is just other. Yeah. I think I, I feel like this is just other value that we're adding into our lives. That is, you know, it's not money value. I, I liked, you know, going back quite a few episodes of this podcast, we were talking to um, Matt Carter, who um, is bad Christian media and, uh, plays in the band Emery and he told us we I can't remember if we said this on the podcast and we were just chatting with him after we were talking about he's got you know he's in a got his hands in lots of different little pies yeah but he said to us straight up like if I was serious about making money I would just do nothing but make Emery records because those just make the most money right out of everything that I do but he's really spread himself out with all these other little avenues right, right. so um you know trying to make them all work I think you know if you have a job that you can make enough money at um, to to pay your bills and whatnot, then then the other things that are fun for you to monetize, you know, go ahead and do it. Like, you know, sell sell things on Kijiji or mm-hmm. you know, like an, another hobby that I kind of monetize is like videography. Right, I love making videos. Yes, for sure. And you can make pretty good money doing wedding videos and stuff like that, which I do. But it's not something I like really focus on, even though I probably could. But yeah, I don't know. I guess when you're when when it's out of necessity, then it gets kind of cool because you are like creating your own future. But that's kind of what we do in sales, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you're right. I, yeah, and I I love um, seeing people find small and creative ways to monetize, and I see this a lot in in our friend group where sure. um, like lots of our friends have um, little babies like we do, and and um, the wife has typically taken a year of maternity leave. And so we've seen lots of our friends um, who, you know, these are now moms, but they're, they're staying home and doing, um, you know, a pretty cool, creative, uh, small business, just um, making it work for their schedule and their lifestyle, yeah. which is, I think, pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to monetize that baby. Well, yeah. How do you monetize a baby? <laughs> just take unreal photos of it. We have friends who've monetized their dog by, like, the dog has an agent and goes in commercials and stuff. Well, that's awesome. Isn't that hilarious? That that would be, in my mind, probably the only worthwhile use of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good And they still, pro- and I'm sure they still wind up in the hole for this dog. <laughs> no matter how, yeah, like, I don't know how much this dog makes. I'm sure they're still in the hole for this animal. Yeah, the joy a dog gives is not worth anything to Calvin. It's not, it's not. They, they, they cost so much money. They just... They take and take. Yeah. They have oh, no uh, sense of boundary. One other thing is um, 
I w- I've been given my first opportunity to monetize by posting something to social media. Explain that in a different way. So, that you know people who have massive followings? Yep. They're going to covertly post themselves wearing clothes and tag that clothing company. And that company is probably paying that person 40 bucks an Instagram post. Sure. I have an offer to do that on my social You got an media. offer. I got an offer. Okay. But what now, but I'm, I don't necessarily want to, you know what? I'm going to speak in covert terms because I don't want to give them the free marketing that they want from me. Okay. Yeah. We, we bought a mattress from an online mattress company. Okay. And we got an email after our shipment came and it said, if you post the unboxing of this on social media, we'll give you a $20 Starbucks card if you tag us. Why would you not do that? Because it's the man infiltrating your life and your social network. I think I will um, do it because twenty bucks is pretty good for a measly to the post. Is like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like, dang, this is like perfectly worth it and so easy to do. And done a lot more for a lot less, you know. But you do feel like, oh man, like I don't like that it's worked so well that I'm so That's, down to do I, this. I totally feel you on that, Jer. Um, I totally feel you on that. I have this issue. Um, Okay, no, that's good. I, I don't know what, what I would do, Jer. I would probably do it, to be honest. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure I, out how I can do it to like the least popular social network I have. Uh, or just like write something super sassy where it's like, I'm only doing this for the money, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, then, I don't know. And then delete Maybe. it after I get the money. <laughs> but then everyone will have seen it because it'll be whatever in the past. But anyways. Yeah, Jer, we were, you, you know... I think you're, you guys are coming up north this weekend to yeah. see friends and perhaps us. We for, we live in this weird little town where it's like a summertime boom vacation town. Yeah. And so there's like several restaurants around here and um, the prices for these restaurants are absurd yeah. for what you get. And I just – so we go out a couple times a summer to some of these restaurants just because and it's kind of fun. Yeah, of but course. I just, we went out I think last week or two weeks ago and I just – Cannot help but feel like the biggest sucker of all for paying like way more than I should be for a meal that is, you know, subpar. Totally like, I sucks know, to I feel know, like a sucker. I hate. Yeah, it totally sucks. And especially like when you realize it and especially like you go into it knowing that you're you're going to get suckered yep. and it just it just puts a dark cloud on the whole evening. It and does. Experience. It does. And I think it took me like a decent amount of time to get over that feeling, especially when going out for like a nice dinner. Yes. Because, I mean, in many ways, I can now appreciate some of the nice things that a nice restaurant has. And Katie, yeah. And Katie likes nice restaurants. And... But the key word is nice restaurant. That's like good value. Sure. Yeah. Well, but when but, you know but it's, it's so obviously not good value, it's so hard. Yeah, but I mean, even at a nice restaurant, you're like, okay, thirty bucks for this plate, and then tw- sure. and then like eight dollars for a drink, and and like thirty dollars for an appetizer, thirty dollars for an eight dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, so you're kind of like, I know, like even though I'm in a nice place, I still feel like I'm getting duped. But in that in that place, I've kind of come around a little bit. But yeah. now it's like, well, is that even a good thing? Should I have come around? I know, but, but again, it's it's creating environment where. Um, you are going to perhaps reach a point of maximum efficiency um, with whatever you're trying to get. So if it's quality time with your wife, 
then perhaps that's the best way to get the most possible very quality valuable. plant. Yep, you know it's very I mean? valuable. So that's more valuable than you know getting suckered on a on yep. a deal. Which goes back to these other forms of currency that I think every person needs to explore at some point. And when you get too focused on money, bad stuff happens, in my opinion. You're totally right. But uh, okay, let, let's wrap this up, Calvin. One one sure. last one last little piece of advice because we always like to give people tips. Um, you know, monetizing. Where's the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? Uh, well, with your skills, with what you've been given, what do you do? Do you do you, do you just try to go whole hog into it or what? I I think you can only kind of realize that once you've tried it. Like try going whole hog and see what happens. If you're miserable, then of course it's not worth it. Yeah. And if you if you're like totally jazzed on the amount of money, but I I don't think there's any line per se like i think it goes in waves like i'm on a kgt kick right now yeah that'll fade in a in a in a couple of weeks and i'll have nothing there but right now i'm all jazzed up on it putting stuff on there but no do i like two two nights in a row now i've had someone come to my house at a random time in the evening interrupt you know what we're doing so right, right. that's gonna get old real fast yeah no that's a good point i think my advice would be um Keep your eye open for opportunities, opportunities to monetize your skills, monetize the things that you have. And because I think the thing that surrounds it is like connections with people or with exciting things. Right. So I think keep your eye open for opportunities to monetize. Like I have this camera. I'm holding it in my hand. This thing is a constant opportunity to do something cool and interesting. And it may even turn into money. So mm-hmm. I think uh, that's kind of my my little piece of advice. And then, yeah, f- ask yourself. Try to figure out what you value and why you value it. And is it money? And is it experience? And is it relationships? And, you know, I think money will be a constant struggle and challenge to figure out for everybody for their whole life. So, you yep. know. Yeah, for sure. You know. And I think it's also true, I mean, if you're able to realize what the skill is you have, you don't necessarily have to be that great or have to be the best at something. But if you can, if you can sell yourself a bit and, and figure it out, and that's kind of the beauty about doing these little deals is, you know what, Jerry, you're probably not a professional level videographer, no. but you're a dude that can do it and will do it for a case of beer and two hundred bucks. So that's what people want to do with you. Case of beer and a thousand bucks. And a thousand bucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but you're yeah, you're, you're totally right. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, and that, that's kind of, I think, just good opportunity for people to use kind of amateur skills in a somewhat professional way and somewhat justify yeah. um, purchasing. So, you know, you, you can justify a, a better camera or if you wanted to get some more equipment, that makes sense because, you know, you can pay for it with that money and and, and you're going to grow that skill along the way. It's hard to grow a skill yeah, like that's that what I was about you're to never going to use it in the real way it's intended for. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's like the best part about some of this stuff. Once there's like real money on the line, you're almost forced to learn faster. Because yes. you have to you have to produce a better result or something. I, you know, I think even a little bit about your cousin who made us those really nice leather wallets. Like the first yes. ones he made weren't unreal but now when maybe they were maybe they weren't but now when people are starting to pay for them oh all right you gotta you gotta you know gotta step it up step it up and make something nice so yeah gotta I make think nice that, packaging yeah. gotta, gotta do it right gotta communicate well want to have you know seamless yeah i think that so that definitely is another benefit of monetizing and again why you should keep your eyes open for those opportunities because it will sharpen your skills it'll force you to 
be better and it'll force you to understand the value of whatever it is you're producing. So there you go, Jer. I mean, what, one other side note that we'll just maybe touch on for a minute is what's your what's an opportunity where you see people kind of over monetizing and just like, dude, stop. Like, what's that? What's obvious for you with that? Uh, for me, the obvious one that I really don't like is people who are obnoxious about their multi-level marketing on social media. Oh, and yes. so if you get a message from them, you know they have an agenda, and you know all they want to do is sell you whatever product they're hustling that week. Yeah, so some people can right. do the multi-level marketing thing like pretty discreetly, and they're not obnoxious about it. But that's one where I'm like, that's no, I don't want to buy your. product that you get three cents on and everybody above you is getting loaded. I just don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, the one that kind of comes to me is, I was thinking about it tonight, but kind of like the craft brew thing. Okay. Like almost like when someone's kind of jumping into something that's like kind of like very established and saturated. So like this, I was like, oh, it was cool. These guys were like making this craft brewery. I was like, oh, you know, like there's a lot of these now. Right, right. And like, what exactly are you doing differently? Right. Um. So, and it's, and I think it's like, I don't know, is that really what the world needs? Like four middle-class white dudes doing a brewery <laughs> on the side? <laughs> Isn't that just the story of every other microbrewery? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the other story. So yeah, you got to be original. And that's the, I don't know, that's the hard thing with, I don't know, everything in, everything in, uh, in yeah. that world. But anyways. And it's business taking advantage of the trends. I get that. Yeah. But uh, let's wrap this up. We're already, you know, well into uh, well into oh, overtime. Okay, here. Jer. Well, I mean, yeah, this was great. We're here sitting at nine sixteen. I've got a you know a little bit of time left in my evening, so I'm just I'm pumped. It's been a great day, great night. Great day, great night, and hopefully this conversation around monetizing has you thinking about what adventures might await you out there. Do you have a skill you can monetize? We'd love to hear about it, um, and we'd we'd even read the story on the show. If you send us an email, my email is jeremy at openroadpod.com. Calvin's is calvin at openroadpod.com. And, uh, send them through? Yeah, send them through, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about them. But monetizing, a good adventure, something a lot of people are talking about. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the podcast. Lots of our guests are doing cool things in entrepreneurship, but uh, those are a few of our rough thoughts today. Yeah, if you uh, if, if you need any tips, tricks, I mean, I think we've talked about this a lot in old episodes. I mean, we, we've kind of, you and I are interested in this, and a lot of the people that we have you know talked with and interviewed are, are very um, kind of self-made yep. um, people that have done this themselves and been really creative. And I think behind this entire thing um, lies creativity at the core and being willing to try something. So, um, yeah. yeah, creativity, I think that's creativity, and value creation. Thanks for listening, friends. We'll see you here next week. Go live an adventure. <laughs> <laughs>